Yeah. All right. All right. Welcome, everybody. John Arizona here along with George Batista. Welcome to Counterparts. We are very happy that you're here with us this evening on this special kind of a tribute to our <laughs> our musical uh, past and our uh, maybe our future, right? Who knows? Who knows? Um, but George and I, and we talk about it sometimes on this show, we, uh, we're musicians and we played together in different bands. Um, one being A Glass of No, which was a, a band that we were in for pretty much most of the time that, uh, of what, uh, of our musical life. And this is what we look like in the light <laughs> back, back when I had hair. <laughs> look at that hair. Yeah, George, George does not look any different, which is like so frustrating. <laughs> George looks exactly the same. Like, what the hell are you doing, dude? Um, but that's uh, healthy living, right? And doing yoga and uh, trying getting off the crack finally. That finally, was, I know. I hate when that happens. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah, so we decided, you know, we're, we're um, what's up, Sean? Thank you very much for stopping by. Appreciate what's up, it. Buddy? So we decided, you know what? We have. Because this is a show, really, that we want to actually give something to the audience, right? We want people to walk away with some type of knowledge. Obviously, we talk about Star Trek a lot, which growing up as in, in music, we talked about Star Trek a lot. Yeah. Um, and we thought, you know, it would be a good idea to kind of put something together that could help uh, bands that are starting out, bands that are current, uh, bands, people that are thinking of starting bands, Um and then I, I was, you know, we were like, oh, man, we have all this knowledge of all this experience that we've had. Um, why not embrace that and let's bring that to the world and talk about our our stuff and, and all that stuff. <laughs> Look who's on. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Cool. Larry Hamill. Up, Larry? He's uh, engineer, producer of our last record that we did back in. <laughs> 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 um, Holy cow. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate Absolutely. you. Um, we had a great time during those sessions, and uh, we got a great product. And till this day, you know, we talk about it. What's yes. up, Larry? Thanks, man. Thank you very much, and uh, happy birthday. I know it was your birthday birthday month. Um, but yeah, we had such a great time. A lot of fun. Uh, definitely some fun times. Some challenging times. I learned a lot there because I, I mean, I'm always I'm always learning, obviously, but. One of the things that I learned the most on there was a timing thing that Larry had to actually uh, help me with, with the solo for um, for that song that we just played. For uh, um, what was that? What was the name of that song again? That's uh, um, streets. streets for streets. And that part at the end, I was like, I couldn't get the timing right, you know, for the single notes, and and Larry helped me with that. So I real, you know, I realized that one thing that I realized there during that particular moment was that. I'm so used to playing on the on the beat, mm-hmm. you know, always coming in and, and you can actually skip a beat and then come in and, right. you know, you can you can really uh, play with music and stuff. And that was something that I really learned. So thank you, Larry. I appreciate it. That Absolutely. was a lot, of, a lot of fun. Thank you, sir. Um, yeah. And George and I, uh, George, I don't know if any, you got anything to say. We, we started playing. I, I was, went with George to buy his first <laughs> drum set, which was... Uh, what was it called? Percussion Plus. Percussion Plus. You know, it's it's funny because I, I don't know if you remember this, John, but when you, myself, and uh, my cousin JJ, Julio, uh, were in a room and we were saying, you know what? Why don't we make a band? I know. Because he was actually playing guitar. And yeah. You were yeah. playing guitar. And the funny, the funny part about it was like, um, you know, I always loved the drums. I played the drums when I was a real little, little, little kid, you know. So I'll play the drums, you know. So we were like, let's do it. Let's, let's make a band. And that's kind of what the thought process was when we started that whole thing. Yeah, yeah, and- definitely. Definitely, Larry, we're going to play something for sure. Um, in a little bit, we'll play. Uh, I have it punched up here on uh, on um, on my computer. So I'll play some of our some of our stuff. 
Um, yeah, I remember that because I, I remember you didn't have a drum set. And we were like, well, you like, you know, you said, yeah, I like the drums. I was like, yeah, so you play drums. Right. That was, <laughs> was it. Like, that was, it was you play drums. And, and I play guitar <laughs> and uh, he played. And uh, um, yeah, La Castle Hill, that was the. Uh, and that was that was the place where i bought that first drum set which was yeah. the all uh, tribute to the castle hill music shop that's right uh, that i used to go to because i lived on castle hill and uh we used to walk over there many times to just whether it was buying drumsticks or buying strings or, buying or just whatever, to be in there just to be in there with all the musical instruments and stuff yeah, yeah. i think we annoyed the uh the owner sometimes just hanging around staring at stuff yep, yep you guys gonna buy anything drumsticks and one pick <laughs> that's all we could afford didn't you help me when i bought that set didn't you help me put it together yeah yeah right. i remember it clearly because <laughs> i remember i knew what it looked i knew what they looked like because i saw uh i saw a drum set before right you know and so and i and then i just used my whatever skill i had to to figure things out Oh yeah, I think this goes here. And I, but didn't you? Didn't I put the uh, hi hat on the wrong side? Yeah, because what? Because didn't I you learn to play now? Because the wrong I way? learned. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Because initially, oh, I, I was playing left-handed on a right-handed kit. Really, I was. You know, if you know anything about drums, so the hi, and then I we ended up having to switch the hi hat to the other side, and it was a whole right. thing. Now I I could I learned later on how to play two ways. And by the way, John just. Just kind of thinking about that recording of that of that album. I don't know if you remember this. the The drums were in a little booth, mm -hmm. and the booth was so tight that you couldn't barely move. You couldn't move any of anything around. So the right. ride symbol was on the side that I usually don't play it on. Oh, it was on the right side, and I remember sitting there going, "Okay, this is going to be interesting." And you and you can and I and I was telling you I was like John the right symbols on the right side I usually don't I mean I can I can play it but I usually don't play it on the right side and you were like are you going to be able to do this and I was like I'm going to have to figure it out and I had a I literally played that whole album with the right symbol on the wrong side really wow yes. I, hadn't, I didn't know that yes Holy cow. <laughs> wow I had no idea yeah I mean you know most of the uh, uh, yeah, Larry was this, there. Look at him, he was yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, I actually um, remember the first time we recorded something. It was at Audio Paint. I don't know if you remember yes, that. Yes, Audio Paint, right. Um, and we went in there, and for some reason, the we were so nervous and so, you know, whatever. We played every single <laughs> song. Like, like it was like thrash metal 100 speed miles metal, an hour yes speed yes. metal so we still have that record which i actually like it i, th I thought it was yeah. kind of like a good record yes it yes. was very fast but uh uh it was that was fun. my plastic booth before <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> I remember i remember uh um great studio absolutely great, great studio and, and just you know it was also when you and we're going to talk about that you know um yeah holland uh i don't know i i we would love to have Holland chime. I've actually invited Holland on the show, but he's kind of like, I don't know, he's shy or doesn't feel like he has anything to say. And I'm like, dude, you freaking have a lot to say. The guy wouldn't shut up when we were all hanging out. So it was true, like, true. sure. So, um, but we're going to be talking a lot about different experiences. Obviously, the studio is one of them that we have here. Um, we're going to go back a little bit and we're going to talk uh, uh, about the beginning of this group and while we're actually discussing some of these uh, moments, we also want to impart like some wisdom within things of mistakes that we've made, right? Because, you know, we've made a lot of mistakes um, and how we should have handled it or maybe how we could have, you know, or how things we how we did handle it and it worked out, you know. Um, so the beginning of this group was um, really with me and George. You know, George and I was really the beginning of, uh, of pretty much every group that we've we've been in, um, or at least we were the center points, right? Even of the right. first first thing that we did, which I can't remember now, but um, the first group that we played in. Um, but one of the 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 challenges that we always had was finding people that we liked, right? Because 
we played a lot before that and we went you know we've been to a a, a lot of um um he's got uh, a lot of work building that place yeah yeah, I know wow. it's, it's sad, sad, yeah. but you did put a lot of work in there and, you know, it's definitely, uh, um, you did a lot of, uh, great work there. Very commendable that you put that. I know, but you know, that's a hard business. And I think, I, I don't know exactly what the change was and we're going to talk a little bit about that, but I, I know that there was, uh, things were changing over from like very, things were changing during that period of time. It was a mm. weird time. Social media was just coming and um, but there was it was guys like Larry that we I, I met Larry and I remember Holland wanted to go to this other place that we went to. I don't know if you remember. We mm -hmm. went to a studio to meet some some dude mm -hmm. um, and we met a group. So we walked in there and the the whiff, you know, I mean, I don't I smoke. I don't smoke cigarettes. I've never done any kind of drugs. I don't. Right. I right. drink wine every once in a while, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But, and I just thought to myself, I don't know if I can work in that environment, right? you know, and, and Holland was, was gearing more towards that. And, and I met Larry and I was just like, you know how I met Larry? Actually, I'll tell the story now. <clears throat> we went to this restaurant to, uh, uh in, uh, in Sunnyside, Queens, mm -hmm. Pamela and I way before, way before kids actually just married actually. And, um, we we went into this uh, restaurant and we couldn't get there was nobody like in the restaurant that we're sitting there we're waiting and uh, yeah so uh, Larry says I, f I forget yeah so I I couldn't uh, get any food so we're waiting so a waitress is there very very nice girl who's still a friend actually she was there and um, she uh, was saying you know I'm sorry the chef the chef the cook's not here yet you know so I was like oh okay you know that's understandable so we waited so. A guy comes in. He's like, oh, sorry, I'm late. You know, he runs into the kitchen. I ordered some eggs. The eggs come and they're runny. Okay. They cut into it and they're just, they're disgusting. And I was like, so I send them back. They bring them back again. Disgusting again. And I was like, so I told Pam, Pamela was like, she didn't even have her food yet. Wow. So we were like, oh, let's get out of here. So we, we, I left a tip for the young lady because she did her job. It wasn't her fault. So I left her a tip and um, I said, sorry, we're going to go somewhere else. So I go to leave and there's a stack of these magazines that are on there. And I looked at the magazine. And I said, are these magazines for sale? And she's like, no, um, they're, they're free. So I grabbed one and I started looking through it. And in the back, there, there it was, Deep Wave, an uh. ad for Larry's uh, company. Um, and I looked at it and I was like, oh, okay. So I reached out to him. I think it was via, I want to say email. It might have been email. It might have been a phone call. I don't even remember. But um, that's kind of how, how I, I remember. So having a, that, that experience, you know, um, and you know what, it, and we're going to talk about this also, cause I think this is important, but instincts, yeah, you know, instincts is like, it's so important, not just in music, but in life in general, when you first get that initial thing that you want to do something that you want to, even this idea that we're doing right now, George, you had that initial idea. You didn't just sit on it. Right. You immediately called me. Right. You know what I mean? And I immediately said yes. Right. right. It wasn't like, and it's just because you just get this kind of thing. And I remember when I was walking out and I saw those magazines and they were kind of like nice looking magazines, you know, um, like nice quality. Mm -hmm. and so I said, well, let me get it. I like, I always like going through magazines cause I'm, I don't know, I'm, I'm old. And uh, so I grabbed it and, and there you go. You know what I mean? Um, exactly. Link to the, yep. your link to the universe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So definitely, you know, those moments that you have to really go into, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. George, anything? No, I, I completely agree. And, you know, it's funny because when we went into that, you know, again, going into that studio, I remember when I first went in there and I immediately knew, I said, oh, this is perfect place. This is the Comfortable. perfect place. Because it, it was, there was immediate comfort there, you know. Yeah. I mean, how many, again, how many places have you and I recorded in and you know worked in and or producers we've met and stuff like that uh yeah. and uh and there was one producer that we sat with if you remember who was a who was the son of a very well-known uh well-known musician yeah i remember that <laughs> if you remember um, that that yeah, uh, definitely paid off that paid off <laughs> Absolutely. and that uh, we sat with this uh producer and the vibe in there was just and that's the problem, you know, so bad. there you have an opportunity that you're one step closer right. to a bigger opportunity, right? You know, but you have to keep your integrity, you know, right. I mean, we exactly. might have gone 
and might have had this major big blow up, you know, was it would it be worth it to go in and that level? You know what I mean? We wanted to go in with integrity. We wanted to go in with somebody that 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 we could respect, that respected us, that had integrity on their own. You know what I mean? And unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. How many? And it, yeah, you're right. Because how many how many bands or how many people would have been sucked into that and said, you know what? I'll just do it, even if I don't feel right about the person, but because this person is a big name and because they're related to somebody who's even way bigger, you know, and you get you get sucked in by that. But I remember we had the conversation. We all had the conversation and we went back and forth going, even leaving the elevator, going down the elevator, or having dinner or whatever was like, do we really want to do that? Do we really want to go? What if he, you know, we, we just all didn't have that, the vibe there. Right. And I, I mean, it was a good decision for, for me because like you said, there's that integrity and sometimes that integrity, it may take you in an op in another direction right. that doesn't look so glamorous, but you know what? At the end of the yeah. day, you still can say, you know what, I, I think I made that right decision. Right. And that's the, the that's the, the challenging part because there's so much money involved, there's yeah. opportunity, there's the whole thing of fame and fortune and all that stuff. And when it's presented to you the way it was mm -hmm. as an opportunity that we're like, whoa, you right. know what I mean? This guy knows this person and we can't even say the people because they're still, it's still a thing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, we just were like, you know, we can't, I, I personally cannot do it because that's just the way I, I the way I, we were raised. Right. You know I mean? We yes. were raised really our grandparents, right? I mean, your grandma and, and my grandma were sisters mm -hmm. um, and they were very, very, you know, um, ethical. Right. You know what I mean? So it's just something that just came in with us. You know what I mean? And I just think that everything in life is the point in time. Yeah. Those were good. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Absolutely, yeah. Whisper. But you know, it's funny because you hear you, you know, and the other thing is uh how many of those horror stories went through our minds of how many right. people got got taken. Right. right? Well, and we then, and it happened to us even so. I mean, yeah, I mean we, we to a certain extent, yes. To a certain extent we got a, a exactly, bit of but you hear, I mean, there was even you know the 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 singer in our and the first band we ever played with okay yeah. who 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 was whose record ended up being played in europe mm -hmm. without him right because literally they took his record and they took all the rights to it and everything and he and yeah he was done yeah. i mean he couldn't he couldn't do anything with it yeah you know yeah i mean it happened also to uh um to a guy that 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 amazing keyboard player that wrote uh, um, some hits in the in the eighties, mm -hmm. you know, and because he took a photo for the album with a girl, there was like a background. It was him and like these three background singers, or maybe two background singers. And the girl that came in, the other girl wasn't available, so they used this other girl who didn't sing on the record, mm -hmm. but she was on the cover. Right a whole legal battle that she was trying to get rights to the music because she was on the cover. She never sang a note. Wow. It was yeah. like, yo, that is a crazy, crazy thing. And he, this guy had to go to court to try to get his, to try to protect his music. You know what I mean? So there's this ugly side of it. You know, yeah. I mean, we're not trying to say that the, the, that this is the business. It's a wonderful thing, but remember the, the thing about playing music is playing music. Right. You know, that's the thing. That's what we enjoyed the most. We didn't we didn't care about. Yeah, it was definitely a crazy, uh, crazy thing, Larry. It was like, you know, we didn't care about that at that point. We we, we wanted to be successful just like anybody wants to be mm -hmm. successful. You know what I mean? But we wanted to more than anything. We wanted to have the rights to play music. We wanted to make the decisions we wanted to make, you know, and if somebody came along and was able to kind of give us that boost that had some integrity we would have taken it. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. Uh, unfortunately, that didn't happen. You know, we right. had a, a couple of times that, you know, the studio that we went to where the guy was like really selling us, selling hard to us, but the, the he was smoking yeah. and he's telling me, yo, man, you guys don't know what you're doing. You guys need me. You guys need somebody that's going to get, you. you know, and I remember that conversation and <laughs> it was hard to like say no 
Right. But I remember that that elevator. I don't know. This is a different time, but I remember also being in an elevator somewhere and just being like, I don't think it's a good idea. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's a bad idea. I think we're gonna get taken advantage of, or worse, we're gonna become hugely successful and make no money. Right. Because somebody's right. gonna take our money. Yep. Because that's yep. what happens. Yep. You know. Exactly. Um, so that was like the beginning of it. I would say that at the beginning. Um, of this whole thing, George and I decided that we were going to start this band. We knew we were going to do a band. We started a band with uh, a friend of ours, uh, Kelly. Um, and Kelly was a bass player. Kelly was awesome bass player. And uh, I have some, I, I had to give him props. So I, I have uh, some photos of us with Kelly, if I can find it here. I only have one, which is a hilarious one. Remember this? <laughs> it was the breakup <laughs> isn't that how the beatles broke up yeah right <laughs> anyway kelly is uh not the guy in the middle there the guy at the end there with the fist uh, yeah with the and uh kelly was a great guy still a friend here he is a better picture of him um and kelly was awesome and we got holland afterwards believe it or not yeah, holland was mm-hmm. the last person to be in the band mm-hmm. the lead singer holland was uh we actually originally had his <laughs> what would turn out to be his wife was that's, our first singer that's right she actually came to the studio yeah, I think and she twice she she came to the studio to sing with us she got a great voice and she did have a great voice yes but yeah. i remember that i yeah, remember yeah. the original intention was to have her sing yeah yeah and we had a couple of rehearsals and i uh, it went well you know i mm-hmm. think she wasn't as into it you know right. like Right. It's one of those things you have to breathe, you know, all the time. Um, but um, but then I remember I had uh, this is crazy. I had I had an apartment. I was living on 85th and West End Avenue. And that apartment, we lost the apartment because it was an illegal sublet. I was living I remember we we're in our 20s. Yeah, and we we're yeah. just like, oh, it was like and I was living with like five different people. And it was kind of a, a rundown apartment. But one of the people that we lived with, one of the girls that we lived in, she decided to call management and to complain about something. And I used to tell her, don't complain. We're not even supposed to be here. We're paying $600 a month to rent a stabilized apartment. But anyway, we lost the place and I had to move somewhere. So Holland uh, asked me, you know, you know, him and uh, he got with uh, Alicia at that point. Um, this was after we, she had played with us and everything. And they, were, they got together and they were living in an apartment. And I said, all right, yeah, I, they had an extra room. So I moved in with them. And then one day in the kitchen... I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, I was talking to George. I'm like, trying to find a freaking singer. And he's like, bro, he's like, <laughs> he looks at me like, bro, you know, I sing. I was like, yeah, but and I was like, I thought you didn't want, because he had mentioned before that he didn't want to do it or something, you know. Right. I was like, I thought you didn't want to do it. He's like, no, I want to sing. I was like, are you serious? Like, bro, that, that's easy then. Let's do it, you know. And then that kind of started the that process. And uh, and that's how that became the the. Uh, the official uh, glass of no, the first glass of no, um, which was basically this, this. And then we, uh, Kelly wanted to move on. Kelly wanted, he had a, a girl, I think, and um, he wanted to pursue other things. Um, I'm still, I still talk to Kelly and his wife. He's he got two beautiful kids. Um, they live up, uh, I don't know where they live actually now, but um, they're, they're fantastic and uh, just a, a great guy and a super talented bass player. As a matter of fact, he had a song on uh, one of our records, our early ones called Soon She Says, right. that we could never find a bass player that can play it. That's true. Right? That's we true. never, and that was a good yeah. song. We always liked that song. We could not find any bass player that can play that one song because it was, they had like a lot of jazz chords in it that I was mm-hmm. kind of experimenting with. And then the vocal lines were very melodic and stuff. And um, it, it just couldn't, it was that I didn't even know what key that song was in, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know what key it was in, right. but um, we couldn't find a bass player. So he was great. And then we went on to, a, I don't remember our, our next bass player. <laughs> Did we go to Solly from him? I don't know. Remember Matt? Yes. Okay. So that was a nightmare. And I have a Matt story, but you go ahead. Yes. Yes, Matt. But Matt was a very short thing. Uh-huh. Matt was a. But. He came to rehearsal a, a, at least four or five times. Yes, yes. You know that's I mean? true. And, you know, that's in true. band world, that's you know when you're there that third time and you're now going through the songs, you know. Right. Um, right. But Matt, the poor guy, 
had uh, he had a bad disposition about certain things. He also mm-hmm. was very invalidating. Yeah, yeah. You know of uh, of of anyone in the group and stuff. I don't have any pictures of Matt because I don't, I don't want to disrespect Matt. But um, we never did any shows together, as far as I know. I don't think. I don't we think did. No, we know we didn't go that right? far. But um, we uh, this is what this was the last day, my last day of Matt's story, which I think is is a good. It's a good thing because George and I have talked about this in the past about pulling that Band-Aid early. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always this thing of you think you're going to work it out. You know, this is part about being a band. You know, you got to work it out. You know, you got to compromise, you know. But sometimes you get that instinct feeling again. You know, and I'm telling you, folks, if you get that instinct, you got to go with it, man. If you don't go with it, you're going to really regret it. Um, and something told me right during rehearsals that this was not going to work out because of a few comments that he made mm-hmm. to individuals, you know, me right. including me included. Right. Um, so the, the final thing was that he invited me to his place uh, to record some music on one. He had like a little studio set up in his house and it was a um, what you call an open concept. So you had the dining room, the living room and then his little recording studio all open concept right and you can see you know from the kitchen you can see all the way into the studio right so um he's trying to get me to play this part being completely a dick about it you know no what are you doing you you know how to play i don't understand why, why aren't you playing it right you, you know and i'm like because it was like a new thing that he's yeah. teaching that I'm, that I'm trying to play and i was like dude i'm trying to get it relax or I'm, i'll get it i'll get it so He's <laughs> this really happened. So he he shows me how to hit record and then go back again, record. And he lay, you know, he, he uh, got the place. Uh, I don't know much about recording that type of recording, but when you hit a button and it goes right back to where you're supposed to come in again. Right. So he marked it, you know, he, everything is marked. So I go back and I'm good. But so I'm there, I'm playing and he's like, all right, I got to go to dinner. You keep doing that. I'm going to go to, he walks over to, he had a wife and a kid. And they walk over and they're literally eating down at the, while I'm in this room and I, and I got it. I got what I needed to get on the thing, but it was that moment. I was like, first of all, there's no like, Hey John, you know, I'm sorry. We didn't make enough food. I don't care. I don't want to eat. You know what I mean? Right, I don't want right. to go to somebody's house and eat. That's not why I was there, but you know, at least say, you know, we didn't make enough food or anything, but you know, um, no, no, no conversation. He just goes over there. They eat. I'm, and then he comes back again. And then afterwards, we sat in the car for like about 20 minutes talking. And I was like, not going to work. I don't think this is going to work, man. I mean, I don't I like to be optimistic. I told him. Right. And he's like, no, no, it's going to work. It's going to work. It's going to work. And I called you up. I think George got mad at me. <laughs> George was like, <laughs> George was like, he just wants a bass player. You know, George was just frustrated by trying to find somebody. Um and we were, and I told him I was like, dude. And then I told him I told you what happened, and you were like, just laughing. <laughs> it was so stupid. But um, then he realized, you know, it just didn't work. You know, it right. just didn't work. Right. And and then I and then from that moment on, I I draw a blank. Well, I I draw a blank too. But I you know I I only remember I can only remember where Solly came into the picture. <laughs> okay. So for those of you who would like. There's, there's Sally, there's Sally the on the base there with the glasses. So we got we we got Sally from an ad. Was it from an ad? God, I I, th- no I want to say it was from an ad. Okay, yeah, I, I mean I could be wrong. So so Sally was a gentleman. Uh, he was he was an English gentleman, right? Where and he was one of those guys that he was. I I could only say he was a wanderer. So yeah. he he would go out. And he would play his bass out there on the streets. And great bass player. Great, very yeah, amazing like, bass player. But yeah, but he that's what he did. He played on the streets. He would travel and he would be on the corner and he would make money with his hat or whatever. And yeah, that's what he would do. He was a vagabond. He was yeah, a- he was just that. You know, so <laughs> so um, he comes and we were you know we we try him out and he plays amazing. I mean, he played. He played the songs. He got them pretty quickly. And he really, he really liked the material too, which yes. made it made us feel like it was a great thing because he just loved playing these songs. 
he definitely enjoyed the material and that's not all he enjoyed yeah he enjoyed but, but uh sh shall we shall we dive into a little bit of that story sure that's why we're here okay so well i remember that where we want to take the um and this is where the lessons, highs and the lows exactly this is the <laughs> highs and the lows and this is where so now here's the thing where where you have a guy who's you know who's you know he's playing well he's kind of fitting in musically you know he's he's uh you know he's he's fitting in for the most part right so it ends up holland our our singer is now he's going to get married he's getting married and um so we're all going to go to his wedding so he invites all of us including solly and solly was still fairly new at that time but um so uh, <laughs> so the wedding was what was it up in the it was it was upstate new york somewhere somewhere yeah yeah, so it was myself and my wife. Uh, we brought Solly with us and uh, a friend of mine who's a drummer, Marcello, who's also a drummer friend of mine. We've known him for many, many years. So we go up to the wedding. We're having a great time at the wedding. Well, come to find out that Solly is the type of gentleman that really cannot hold his liquor. So during the, uh, we were all sitting down, having the meal at the wedding and having a good time or whatever. Solly starts to drink a little too much and starts to cause a scene at the wedding yeah. to the point where he starts to yell and scream. And I, I was having a conversation with my friend Marcello and he got upset at the table that we were having a conversation and not including him. So he proceeds to get up and start to yell at me in the middle of the sweat, in the middle of the reception. Nothing, yeah. And there's nothing yeah. funnier than a, than a, Englishman, a drunken Englishman drunk English who's yelling, who's yelling at me, and at an and, he, and he's banging on the table. Reason. Right, exactly. It's, not, it's a bad, it's a weird joke in there. Really somewhere. Bad joke. So he's banging on the table and yelling throughout this whole reception. Yeah, and it's like hundreds of. I mean, it was like a big wedding. It was yeah, like a huge wedding under a tent. Yeah, I mean, it was. Yeah, it was huge, and it, you know, so every of course he's causing a scene. And everybody's looking now. So I took Sally outside and I said, Sally, listen. You need to relax, okay? Because you're you're causing a scene, and we don't want this to. So please relax. And and um, we brought him back in, and he just continued to to do it to the point where <laughs> where it just got too much. And in the middle of the meal, or towards the end of the meal, my wife and I decided, no, we can't keep this going, yeah. and we had to leave. Yeah. So we, the um the funny part was I was talking to Holland. And Holland's dad, and we're kind of having a conversation in a little, you know, just us three talking. Um, no, I'm sorry, I was talking to Holland and another gentleman. And uh, Holland's dad walked walked by, and he he whispers at us, "Your bass player is about to kick your drummer's ass," <laughs> and he just walks away. <laughs> now, now, Jim Cogger is a, a, a musician, a very well-known musician in yeah. the uh, in the world of uh of sax he's actually played on a bunch of really great records um but <laughs> but uh we were actually in the uh um in the you know in this little corner so when we turned we just see him kind of and he was falling over yeah he was falling over so anyway that's what happened with Sally. wherever he is right now i hope he's well he was a good hearted man i think he just but, enjoyed drinking right but we had to when it, the next day right, so that's what i was gonna yeah, go okay. into the, the yeah. so the conversation next day at we had a rehearsal was it the next day i guess it was the next day right yeah oh, yeah okay. i think it was like a sunday or something that we had yeah. to re rehearse. Yeah. so we get together at rehearsal the next day after a wedding um which was crazy yeah. but and i decided that we were going to actually film Do you remember that <laughs> Yes, you we were going to film. Yes, and we had this big giant uh, VHS <laughs> cassette recorder thing, and we had it set up. And I was going to face it towards each player during a, a moment. So I, what I did was I faced it towards George first behind the drums, and um, and then the conversation started about what we were supposed about what happened, and we started talking to Sally, and we're like, Sally, man, you know, this was like. And he was his justification was that we put him at a table with someone that we shouldn't have. It was completely irrational. It didn't make any sense. Um, so we started going and we started speaking. So till this day, I still have that cassette, George. Wow. It's basically a close-up of you, but you hear everyone else 
going at at this conversation about what happened and stuff and um it was pretty hilarious it was pretty hilarious so i still have that at some point i'll i'll put it i'll do something i'll put it up and just to have a good laugh about it but the the moral of that story is that you know you you run, you're going to run into brilliant musicians and people that are really talented that unfortunately will bring you down if you decide that you want to keep pushing along because they're talented. Right. And that happens a lot. You know, you take somebody who has the ability, who's, who makes it easy for us. You know what I mean? We write the songs, he learns them in two seconds because he's just, that's the way he is. Um, and there's really no, not a lot of rehearsal time for, for somebody like that to lose them was really a, a bummer. Yeah. You know, it was really right. just a bummer, you know, and, but unfortunately for his sake, I thought, you know, I don't think you should be part of this because I don't think, you're going to be bringing us down, you know, um, and then the fear that we always had, which is one of the points that I made on the tape was like the fear that we're going to have is that every time we go out that you're going to create a scene. Right. We can't afford that. We're trying exactly. to do something here. You know yeah. I mean? And I immediately thought of what happens on stage. What happens if he decides right, to drink too much before stage, he goes yeah. on stage or something that, that the whole show could be ruined, you know, Throw so. the base at your head. Mm. So that was a, uh, that was Sally. Um, again, you know, good-hearted person i think he just kind of uh lost sight of stuff you know up to this point um in in our in our lives um the band life we we only had one guitarist up to that point right and obviously um you know um we got to talk about dave at some point which is the the conversation uh, that sucks about this yeah. whole thing um but I want to go just backtrack a little bit about songwriting. I think um, it's important also just coming back that the bass player is involved in the songwriting, but doesn't write the songs. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like when you bring somebody in, I thought that was a, an important thing because all the bass players that we had, you know, didn't write. Right. You know, they were, mm -hmm. they came in as our bass player, you know, mm -hmm. um, you, you did a lot of arranging of right. a lot of the music So you were an integral part of that, mm -hmm. of that element of it. Um, Holland and I basically wrote the songs, you know, we'll, we'll come in with songs and stuff. And, um, Hey Larry, thanks man. Appreciate it. You got it. Thanks for coming you, on, man. Great, All right, great let's to hear from you. We're going to play a song for, uh, for Larry. So excuse me, everyone. Um, which one should we play that we recorded that we know we recorded there? Um, did we record uh, streets there? Yeah, streets. Yeah, we recorded streets. If these colors bled. Yeah. Let's play a little bit of this one. Uh, see if you remember this one. Uh. Ooh, a little static. Can you hear it? Yeah. It's all, it's all. There we go. Yeah. So that was uh if these colors bled if these colors bled which larry you got those drums i've i've used the beginning that that drum fill i've used it for my reel like my acting reel <laughs> i've used it for the openings of shows other shows that i've had um so you captured those drums everything is perfectly captured yeah and that whole thing was, I think, 
even that the, the I think that was just the one of those things of creativity of like you just like yeah, just gotta try something completely different. Uh, we had ne- I, I had never done anything like that drum wise for the group before. Everything yeah, and it also was- picks up speed. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it's it's something that you don't normally do, and right. kind of wanna, you want to. You know, we don't play to click tracks. Although I think you play to click track, but not for this. You can't really right. unless you have a. You know. Exactly. But uh, but yeah, Larry, thank you so much for everything, man. You're awesome, and. Uh, We'll uh, we'll definitely chat. Thank you, sir. And take care of yourself, brother. I will uh, play the end of this because it'll lead us into our conversation about Dave. Right. Happy New Year, Larry. Thank you very much, man. Take care of yourself. Thanks. Happy New Year, 2022. Let's make it happen. So this was one of those uh, moments that uh, if you listen to Dave and my guitar here, Two completely different parts, but they match well. So beautiful. Yeah, so there you have it. You guys had fun. All right, that was glass of gold. (laughs) If you go dead, all right. (laughs) 98.7. You you guys are had had fun have trying to layer everything on top of those drums, right? When we first recorded, remember we recorded literally the drums are the first thing that went on. I know. I know. We I had to put the drums on by memory, really, for the most part. I know and then, I because that. we 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 played them we played it so many times that it was just there. That was one of those songs that uh, uh, that was a Holland song and yeah. uh, just a great song, and that whole ending part was completely improvised. Yeah, you know, I mean, improvised not at, not when you heard it there, but improvised in you know in rehearsals and stuff. And um, me and, me and uh, Dave, and I'll talk. We'll talk about Dave in a little bit. Um, but we looked, I remember when we started doing that, we were looking at each other, like, you know, it was like, if you were, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, this sounds, that's that, those moments where it's what just magic this right is there. Perfect. This sounds yeah. so well yeah. matched together. Um, so David, Dave, the Gasprius, um, probably one of the greatest people I've ever met as far as like kind, mm-hmm. right? I mean, Absolutely. this guy never spoke bad about anybody. He was probably, he was, if you would, he was like our George Harrison in a sense. He was just a kind, quiet, more quiet guy. But um, um, yeah, comparing us to the Beatles. We were like the Beatles, right? Um, I'm more like Paul, <laughs> George, George is Ringo. Now you're probably more like, uh, you're probably more like Paul and I'm probably more like John. I could see that. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, Dave was was this great, great human being, um, had a kind heart. Unfortunately, he was, uh, uh, you know, he was had been sick a little bit. He recovered and he joined our band and he really added the element that we needed to our band, along with uh, Eddie, Eddie Cruz, who uh, came sort of as a package deal. Um, they uh, worked together in the same place and. And that became really the glass of no that that you hear you heard on these songs mm-hmm. um, on the last record um, called um, this one right here, which is uh, View from Castle View from Hill. Castle Hill. You can check that out if anybody's interested. You can go to Spotify. We're on Spotify. You can hear that 
on there and um we're on um apple music as well and some other places um but yeah dave was one of these uh guys that had a great ear i mean a great ear for music he was a great player i'm gonna flash some pictures of us playing um you know i don't know again i don't know where any of these clubs are by the way but um you know he had a great ear for music he had a, a good heart he also really loved to laugh and george and i being clowns you know we we were just able to really get his button and really just made him laugh a lot this was in the studio this was at actually i think this was at deep wave right with larry mm -hmm. i think so I yeah yeah so. yep. um and he was just a a really great guy and you know we lost dave tragically um and you know it, it it did put an end to what we were doing i think because he became such he was a real soul of, of what we were doing you know he he was not only a um a great musician but he was a a great collaborator right you know he wanted to make the songs be as good as possible you know there was no um there was no jealousy on 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 him he was just he wanted the song to be the best song that it can possibly be. And he, you know, we were just, we just loved him and we loved each other. You know, um, some of these pictures, by the way, are a little bit corrupted. I couldn't use all of them cause, uh, there's, they were old and I don't know what cameras we had back then, but whatever it was, it, it didn't come out right. But, um, yeah, Dave was, uh, was just a great, great human being. And this is me when I had hair and Still had the goatee. I guess I, I'm always gonna have that. You look a little. You have the little like uh, what's his name, Lin Manuel look. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I can see that. And this was at Dave's wedding. Right. Um, he got. He had a great wedding. This is a uh, us yep, here celebrating here at his wedding. That's a glass of new. So, you know what can you say, right? You know it's it it and it was one of those things where when we when we first got in the studio with those two guys, it was immediate. Yeah. It was, it was immediate. Not, and not just musically, musically it was there, but also just, just personality. That's one of those things that was, that was hard. That's, that's, oh, that's the toughest thing, right? Because musically, okay. But do you guys genuinely like each other? Right. You know, right. one of the, uh, I remember the, um, the guy who managed rush also used to manage Van Halen. And I remember him saying that, that, you know, it's amazing. They made great music, but those guys hated each other. Yeah. They couldn't stand each other. Yeah. It's just such a horrible, you know, thing to have to go to do something that you love to do with people that you don't like. Right. And I genuinely, I, I looked forward to going into the studio and it wasn't just because of playing music. It was just to be with the guys. Yeah. Just, just to be, and, and we would go out to dinner afterward, let's say after a show or after a rehearsal or something, and we would have a fun dinner and just laugh. Yeah. There was an energy that we had yeah. that just could not be duplicated. Yeah. And you know, we would, Pamela and I, you know, um, were I think fairly new, dating at that point but we would go to their house they were living in jersey right um him and his wife and stuff and we would go there and we we'd have the best time you know just the best time and he was one of those guys that when once he started laughing you you lost him like he's yeah. you know and there was a one particular moment that i remember he got we were going <laughs> we, were, we were waiting for the e-train and we were on the last car and i don't know if you i don't know no i, I don't know no you weren't there i don't think you right. were there um and we were on the waiting and we were waiting on the platform for the last car and the train was going by and the train was completely empty every single car that would pass by was empty and then the last car was coming and then i made a joke i'm saying the last car everybody's like this <laughs> at the window <laughs> it's like the most crowded car and for some reason my timing was on and everything was perfect he could not stop laughing through the whole train ride and then like literally he, he kept talking about that one moment because he kept going, thinking of the, the last train. The last <laughs> car was just completely jam-packed when the whole train was empty. But it was that kind of a thing, you know, like silliness. And he would just get on this thing. And, you know, his family was was amazing. His, You know, I still, we still chat every once in a while with his mom and his dad and um, his brothers. Um, and just a great guy. I mean, what a, you know, 
what a hard time that was selfishly i'm saying for me obviously it was hard for everyone that lost him and everyone was close to him but selfishly i would i would say that when you lose somebody like that you know the loss is is you cannot replace it no. and it's one of the reasons why he wasn't just a guitar player he wasn't just our guitar player you know what i mean he wasn't a guy that we can replace like a bass player right you know i mean he was a uh he was a, a real soul mate of the band you know yes and yes. it, the loss was so big that it really, we couldn't go on, man. No, it, I we mean, tried. And, it, and that was the thing, right? The loss happened right at the height. Of, yeah, right. Of, right. I mean, this is literally where we were, we were getting to another level of musicianship that we were all starting to become really happy with. Cause there was a, there was a point where we were, even myself, remember, there was a point where we were having a hard time. Even myself, I found myself having a hard time where I was kind of, I was getting, and this is one of those things you got to think about as a musician also when you're in a band, right? You know, am I growing as a musician? And, right. you know, am, am I staying stagnant? And I felt right. that I was staying stagnant. I right. felt that there was, you know, and I was starting to look at other things. I was starting to branch out and play with other people as well as Glass of No. And then, you know, but we started to get to a place in music where we started to write new material that, mm -hmm. that started to get more interesting again. And, you know, this, the excitement started to happen again. Yeah. And, and then unfortunately we lost him pretty much right at that point. And I, you know, it's just like you said, selfishly, I couldn't play. Uh, I couldn't oh. play anything. Oh. I couldn't yeah. play. I they, forget about listening to our own material. No, I could not. It took get, me years to be able to listen yeah, to anything. I couldn't get behind the drums uh, for a better part of a, almost a year. I yeah. couldn't do it. I it was I just I it wasn't there wasn't a point to me because yeah. it was almost like you lost your brother at that point. Yeah, you know? yeah it, it was. was like, it was. It was. And, you know, he the uh, well, the whole the whole experience of going there, that whole experience of um, afterwards after he was so so <laughs> it was so dramatic yeah. and something that i'll never forget that i'll i will not take for granted anyone that's around me till this day because of that you know right. anyone that i love that's around me I, I love them even more because i know how quickly it can just stop you know right. um but yeah you're right we were at the at this other level we came up with there was a song called Devil Tree, right? Which luckily we have a recording of at a right. not recorded studio wise, but we did play it live at we played play. live, yep. Mm -hmm. And we have a really nice recording of that, and that pretty much exactly shows us the, where we were heading, right? You know, it was really creative stuff, and uh, it was very it was challenging to learn because, but that's what made it exciting. Right. It was like, oh, we can, you know, we're really venturing out into something. We had a. Um, we had a couple of songs playing on the radio on, um, you know, locally in, in mm -hmm. New York, which was, was fun, you know, and yeah, it was yeah. the beginning of like social media. So people would, Hey, and somebody say, Hey, I just heard your song uh, at the pizza shop, you know, and that was always a lot of fun to hear. Um, so we were at that, you know, at that, at that point. And even though we did try, I don't know if you, you remember Shad. Yes. You know, Shad, great yes. guy, by the way, great yes. player. I yes. still talk to Shad. Yes. He came in. And I remember the first time he had to play Dave's parts. Right. And it had nothing to do with his playing. Right. He's a great player, but there's a, a certain soul that you bring to it that, and, and this is the part right here, actually, as a matter of fact. So that's Dave. And to this day, I don't know how to play this. He showed me once. And I'm sure I could sit down and figure it out, but I don't want to. Um, you know? And we tried to have Shad play it, and Shad learned it, but he learned it the way he would play it. Right, you know, right. Nothing, no fault of, uh, of anybody, but it just didn't fit in. And we could never do this song live again because I couldn't play that part. I couldn't even, I didn't even want to learn that part. I remember people telling me, like, learn it, learn it. And I was like, I don't want to learn that part. I feel like I'd be doing something wrong. Right. You know what I mean? I felt bad right. about trying to learn that part. I, Cause then I'm admitting that he's not going to play it again. Right. You know and what I mean? I'm like, he, I don't want to say that. 
and we did end up playing uh you know i think it was a couple of reunion uh, well like not reunion tributes uh pre- to tribute dave. shows to dave right um but raise, raise money for the family to raise yeah. exactly and to you know for fun for the for the family especially his son but um i remember being on that stage and just there was that space there was an empty space yeah. there yeah that, this was the first year that we yeah did. the concert for dave yeah. yeah yeah and um i remember also i think i have a picture of uh of us playing it well, i think i just have a picture of myself sorry that's the only <laughs> one i can find but yeah that was his guitar and i remember walking in and seeing that for the first time and just right. kind of losing it but trying to control myself and you know it was really difficult i mean if if there's anything to learn by this is the fact that you know artists are really the most important people on the planet in my opinion you know what i mean and um i wanted to talk a little bit about an organization that i'm involved in called artists for a better world and since i moved to nashville i've um sort of running the uh the Nashville chapter of Artists for a Better World International and um, meeting artists that I've been doing recently. And and you see their intent is to make the world a better place. You know what I mean? And when you lose someone like that, you know, and you know that, that there's that void, it instead of us, and it's easy to say now for us, right? Instead mm-hmm. of us having shut down, we should have created more art right. and more music and gone even faster and spread more joy right? right i look at that now and it's of course it's easy for me to say it now you know what i mean at the time it was too devastating and i couldn't do it and i just this is sort of like a learning lesson for anyone out there that goes through a heartache and god forbid you lose someone but if you even any heartache a breakup or something something that you know you can overcome the answer is always to create more art mm-hmm always to create more art and that's this is how i live my life now if i'm in the dumps if i'm feeling bad about something i pick up my guitar and i play i'll do a live you've seen me do lives on mm-hmm. on facebook and stuff i'll do a quick live I'll, I'll improvise a song i'll play a song and that'll get me jazzed up you know um you know we do this show this is part of our create right now um but it's so important to really just 10x when you're feeling bad you know yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Thank you, Nigel. I appreciate that very much. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. No, and you're absolutely right. You know, it's, you know, I mean, as artists, we, that's, we have to, you know, I remember, yeah. and I remember, the I remember, on us. yeah, no, it's true. You know, if you, I, I remember having this conversation with my wife and, you know, I, I told her, I said, you know, and my wife, my wife and I have been married for 21 years <laughs> And, and, uh, you know, so she's been through all that whole thing. I mean, she's been there through the shows. She's been there through the ups and downs of all the music, the music industry and all this. And I told her, you know, I remember saying, I, this uh, creating is just a part of what is just a part of me. Right. I can't, I can't not create, Right. you know, whether it's this show, whether it's music, whether it's whatever it is, because yeah. that's what I'm put on this planet to do. Just create, even if it's building a website, you right. know, that's a part of my creative process. Right. And that music that we did all those years of music and playing and, and even after, you know, I continued playing with other groups and things like that and, and doing sessions and stuff, but it was just my communication with the world mm-hmm. was was through that vehicle right you know that i had to do it yeah and you know for me it was film you right. know that happened i started uh i got into film in front of the camera and then eventually writing and directing films you know it's almost like a you know like a a bit of a gift in a sense you know that through that tragedy you know something was born that i probably wouldn't have dove into as much as I, as I have, and I'm super fortunate and, and happy that, that, that I did. Um, but to wake up in the morning and have a blank sheet of paper, you know, and then to put something on it that wasn't there and then to share it with people and make them feel good and make them feel like they have a, a chance of doing it themselves. Right. You know, cause that's really what we want to do. We want everyone to express their art. We want everyone to be artists, you know? 
um, that to me is part of, of life, you know, and if you're not creating, if you're an artist and you're not creating, you're kind of dying. Right. It's slowly a True. painful death. True. You may not feel it like a knife to the chest, but I guarantee you it's painful. You will know it. You, you will know, you, you know will it. absolutely know it. If you are an artist and you're not creating because you, 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 it, you will feel it inside that there's something missing. Absolutely. And even those days where when we lost Dave and I wasn't doing anything creative um, and it was difficult because I was grieving and at the same time, I wasn't, I wasn't doing anything creative either. Right. So it was, and it was a struggle. It makes it even worse. It made yeah. it, it made it that it much worse. worse. But now on the, on the positive side and the, and the thing that I would say to any artists out there, you know, or any bands out there, it's your God-given talent. Use it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Absolutely agree. And again, one thing I would say for especially bands out there, if you can find, if you can find a group of folks in a band that gel and that you guys can, you're, you all create together and you have that chemistry and you have that thing where you just, where it flows Man, run with it, man. Just run with it yeah, because embrace it. Embrace don't embrace it. Absolutely. Yeah, and and don't it's hard to say because you don't, you know, don't bicker. Right. I'm that's the like hardest that. part. I mean, that's George and I talk part. about this. George, I remember when George was 16, 15 years old, nine years old, seven years old, five years old. And here we are. He's been married for 21 years now. You know, he's got a beautiful daughter. We, we, I got two kids. You know, I've been married now 19 years. You know what I mean? It's It goes by like that, you yeah. know, and people don't realize it. And when you add to it nonsense, you know, like like nonsense things, if you wipe that out, yes, you have to deal with the struggles. Obviously, mm -hmm. when we lost Dave, that was a huge, tremendous, tremendous struggle. It was hard to get out, get through that. But everything else you can get through because of the art. Right. You know, the art is what's going to get you through, you know, and I got into acting. I kind of feel almost like, you know, I've talked about this with my therapist, but I've talked about this before. Like that. I, I think I just wanted to be someone else. Yeah. You know, and I become a, became an actor where I can kind of go and play characters and be this other thing, you know. Um, and it took a lot of, uh, of um, you know, um, training and a lot of stuff from my my religion that really made me realize oh you know what i'm being selfish i'm being selfish because i have been given abilities and i'm not using them i'm not mm -hmm. sharing them i'm not helping others to try to use to, for them to try to actually use their art you know what right. i mean right and so that's that's a real uh eye opener for me and um just a, a a quick thing to anybody out there any artists out there if you're you know any kind of struggling if you're an artist and if you need any help this group that I told you about, Artists for a Better World, go to artistforabetterworld.art. You can actually uh, join our page. We have a Facebook page. Um, we're going to be, you know, there's going to be a lot of content out there, a lot of artists out there, hundreds of artists out there. I meet artists all the time here in Nashville, obviously. And, um, you know, I want to get them into this community. We're going to be doing a concert uh, in April of next year. It's a big concert. And um, there's a lot happening right now and not just that but you have to understand that you're not alone so if you feel like you cannot create for whatever reason if you're in an environment that's preventing you from creating if you're in a group where you're like the only sane one and you got people around you that are suppressive and maybe invalidating in of some way join this group message me you can always email me and you can email me right here at john henry soda protonmail.com i will talk to you i will I will help you. I will guide you as best as I can. Because and George as well. I'm sure George will will offer his help Absolutely. as well. We've been through it, and we want to be there for you guys. You know. Absolutely. Um, so definitely, we want to be able to to help our community and be able to, you know. And maybe if I work hard enough, I can grow my hair back like this. <laughs> and then you can be in uh, in uh, what's it? Uh, what's that play? Yeah. Lights um, up in Washington Heights. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I know that whole thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, so very, very important that you guys are out there. And um, thanks listening to this from New Zealand. Wow. Oh, New Zealand. Hey. New Zealand out. Right on. Right. Thank you, Nigel. I appreciate it. Thank you very much.
pleasure. New Zealand in the house. Cool. All right. Well, listen, this is a conversation that I think George and I will probably have to uh, revisit again and maybe take some other elements. We didn't tell any club stories, right? which we have a lot of. Yeah. We didn't tell any uh, stu studio stories. It's like we a three-hour show for that one. Yeah, Those. exactly. It would be just, uh, we'd be here all night. Um, but we will definitely do this again. Uh, we want to thank everybody for tuning in. Appreciate you all. Um, oh, we didn't talk about playing live and, and the, those challenges and playing live, you know, in the clubs. Yeah. And we got to do more of this. The club, uh, what do you call it? The club dynamic from then to now. Yes. You know, it's, a, it's different. I'm in Nashville now. The clubs here are a little different. Um, but we'll definitely be able to, uh, to do another one of these and, uh, and talk about more stuff. Um, next week, we have another music show. Uh, next week we have John Statham is going to be on the show. He's a recording artist. He's uh, the music maker. Um, he's got a new album coming out, which we're really excited about. We're going to be talking about it. And then a week after that or two weeks after that, I don't remember, but it's coming up. We're going to have break time in the house. And break time, we're going to be talking about music and um, that world. They're a young band, so I've kind of sort of uh, taken them under my wing a little bit and helped them out. Um guide them a little bit as much as I can. And uh, they're great guys and we're excited to have them on the show. So that's in a couple of weeks we'll be here. So that is all folks. Thank you very much for uh, tuning in. Happy new year. Have a blessed new year with your families. Take care of yourselves. Let's make 2022 amazing and we will see you next year. And uh, that is all. Happy all new right. year, everyone. Happy new year. Peace. <laughs>